Hey, so uh, we went to Mavericks, which was a country dance hall. Yes, we did. Was that how? How was that experience for you? Uh, no offense, uh, I'm not a great fan of country <laughs> music. So initially, it was good, and um, it felt like uh, repetitive after a few point. It, it is. It is the same song over and over. It feels like right. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, it's it's something that I don't think uh, with the type of music choice that I have I can blend it in. Yeah. So you know, but it's more fun when you dance. So if you, if you I were, tried, you tried, I it? tried, but it just felt like uh, to some reason, and no offense, it put me to sleep. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> when are we getting out of this place? <laughs> All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Thinking Twice. Today's guest, my friend and classmate, Nihit. How do you pronounce your last name? I'm sorry, I forgot to ask you this before the before we started recording. It's Parik. Nihit Parik. Yes. Welcome to the show. How are Thank you? Thank you. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Uh, this is my first time recording a podcast in the States. Yeah, you actually do have a podcast yourself, right? Yes, um, I do have a podcast. It is called Not a Podcast. Not a Podcast, I like yes, that. Yes, <laughs> it's called Not a Podcast with Nihit Parik. It's yeah. available on Spotify, GeoSau on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and probably all the podcast uh, places all that you places. get your podcast from. Awesome, awesome. So uh, today uh, we're actually going to talk about coming into the coming to the U.S. Uh, you've been here for how long now? I'd say uh, more like two and a half months. Wow, <laughs> two and a half months. Mm-hmm. How, do, do you feel like you've acclimated in these two and a half months? I mean, yeah, I would say that uh, it's been a lot of change. Yeah, and uh, I love change. Excuse so me. it's not been a lot a of journey. people do. I know that, but <laughs> absolutely, if one thing for me is like, it has to be happening. Yeah. So I like change. Okay, well, you know, for the people that don't know you, uh, why don't we start with a quick introduction. Uh, where are you from? Uh, and where you went to school? What did you major, minor? And the career field or role that you're in or that you want to pursue? Because like we mentioned, we're, we're classmates right now at, uh, at UT. Sure. So I'm from India. I'm from western part of India, mm-hmm. uh, from a state called Gujarat. And the native city that I belong from is called Nadiat. It is uh, like a small town, not so big. And uh, so I went to uh, a Gujarati medium school till mm-hmm. my 12th grade, which is uh, basically what you call junior college. Oh, okay. So I've studied uh, almost entirely in a vernacular language uh, school. And then uh, I went to college to Pandit Deen Dayal Energy University, which mm-hmm. is also in the same state. And uh, I did my major in computer engineering. So, yes, I am computer engineer. Uh, after graduating, uh, which was last year, June, I... Was that during, uh, during the pandemic? Yes. Oh. So I did not get the graduation. Oh, wow. But I graduated. And uh, after graduating, I had a chance to work with uh, a consulting company, which is like Oracle's partner company. Uh, I worked there as an ERP consultant for a moment of six months. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, then I came up with my podcast and I was kind of for a phase I was working on that. And then UT happened. So now I'm here. Now you're here majoring in uh, uh, business marketing. Yes, so I'm currently, uh, you and I both, so currently I'm studying Masters of Science in Marketing at Macomb School of Business, which is uh, something, you know, I would call dream come true. Yeah. And uh, yeah, my focus has always been on data analytics. And so I would say I'm more into the quantitative stuff that goes behind marketing. Wow. But uh, I, I always feel that there is, you know, without qualitative uh, marketing, there is no marketing. It's, it's uh, yeah, quantitative, qualitative, it's a yin and yang, I feel. Uh, my, I, 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 that's not my strongest suit, but but here I am. I, I, this is why I came though, because I wanted to learn that side. And uh, I agree, without quantitative or qualitative, like there's no marketing, like you need both. Uh, but that's awesome. That's awesome. Data analytics. I really, I really admire that. I really do. Because 
it's a pain in the butt sometimes. <laughs> uh, okay, so so you mentioned you're you're from uh, India, from the western part, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what was the, the like? Because I know you showed me a map of it, and it was really relatively close to the to the beach. Uh, what was the weather like? Was it similar to what it is like right now in Austin? I would say it was hotter. It was hotter. So, uh, you know, Austin uh, is hot because it's in Texas, mm-hmm. and Texas is hot. But the city that I, I come from, it gets even hotter than that. Oh, yikes. So, uh, th- I'm glad you said that because that's coming up to my next question to talk current events. We just, uh, we're in the middle of a cold front. Is this cold for you or is this not cold? And for the listeners, it's like, it's like 60 degrees in the morning. And then by the time the sun comes out, it's like 70s. And then at the end of the day, it's like 80s. But is this cold, this quote unquote uh, cold front? Is that cold or? I wouldn't <laughs> say it as cold. I just feel the classrooms are super cold. Oh, yeah. Because we're in there all day. Yes. My, you know, it's uh, my allergy started kicking in. Because uh, of the cold front, because when the weather changes, like it really impacts me really bad. But um, do you like it though? Like, do you like the fall? I do. I I think uh, you know uh, because I've already been through the worst. Yeah. I would say I like this weather. It's not too <laughs> hot for me. And uh, I when I, you say the worst, is that like like the weather back home? Like, is that the worst weather you ever experienced? Uh, I wouldn't say that, but I I would still feel that the weather that I've been through uh, back in India was you know hotter than this. So it would be sometimes it would get super difficult to actually focus. <laughs> oh no! So yeah, during the summer in India, which is probably the time that is uh, like from the month of April to June. It gets super hot. Like what? Like uh, in Fahrenheit? Uh, I don't. I don't know Celsius. <laughs> so okay, uh, you'll probably have to do a little bit of math. But I would say that in Celsius, and I'd say it was like you know between forty to fifty Celsius. Oh man, so that's that. That's pretty hot. It is. Because that you, you know what it is because when I go to, when I was in Mexico, the AC I had it at twenty two Celsius. So that's like a that's pretty, ch- like ch- like chilly, right? But man, that's that's <laughs> hot. It is. I need I need to get a converter. So I guess what was it? Forty, twenty-two Celsius? No, uh, you said forty. I think yeah. Let's do forty-four. Must be forty-four Celsius. What is that? Two Fahrenheit. Because I know. Uh, oh wow. <laughs> that's like a, that's wow. That's a hundred and hundred eleven. That's like the hottest it gets here in Texas. Like that's probably the hottest. Like that's like one or two days of the year here. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So I'm glad you. I, I I I bet you're glad that you don't have to experience that anymore. No wonder you're not complaining about the weather because everybody here does complain about the weather. Have you noticed that? Yeah, I've 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 noticed that a lot. Okay. Well, you know, today's topic is you moving obviously from India to to Texas uh, to the U.S. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started on that because I know that's a very, very crazy thing to do. Like, I'm pretty sure like at some point you, even yourself, like, yo, this is pretty crazy to he like, yeah, making that jump. Like how did, like when you were telling your friends and everything, what was that like? So let me like this story goes back to, you know, what I actually had wanted to do and then how I ended up coming to the States. So let me tell you about that. So I never you know, planned on coming to the US. I've always, you know, wanted to pursue MBA because I've like, even when I took engineering, my goal was to end up, you know, signing up for MBA classes because like I've always wanted to, I'm a son of businessman. So Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to do business. And that is one thing that people from my state, Gujarat are famous for because they are all businessmen. So I thought I want to do MBA and I was, you know, working hard and preparing for the entrance exams for B schools in India. And I gave the entrance exam once in 2019 and I got a great uh, score, but it was not great enough to me uh, personally. And it wasn't great enough for me to actually get into uh, the top three business schools. And I'm like, we're going to try this again. So I tried it 
in the pandemic year when india was going through the second wave of covid oh and man. like f- our first wave had on- only completed and it was very rough so i was kind of scared what is going to happen am i actually going to end up at a business school or will i not and then i thought of actually having a career consultant and she suggested that i you know i keep a backup mm-hmm. so the first backup that i came up with is canada and uh, i'm like okay so if at all even after i try so hard and if this time also does not happen what do i want to do i want to shift to canada and that sounded like an easy option because uh, i've seen a lot of my friends actually move to canada like like uh toronto uh yeah all those um vancouver or is there a specific city that that are like uni friends so i figured out a lot of u- good universities in ontario province oh, okay so and toronto of course and then i also montreal. yeah and yeah. then i also applied to montreal yeah and uh that is where you know i thought i would end up if my entrance exam wouldn't go good and then my career consultant and i had this meeting where so she had like 35 years of experience training kids and actually helping them out with their you know masters so she looked at my profile and she called me in for a meeting i drove for like 30 miles to see her in person oh wow during covid because the second wave yeah and i oh, wanted wow. to have the conversation because she is so experienced so i asked her and uh, she's like tell me again why are you not going to us and my answer was I mean I would want to go but don't you think there is a lot to do with visa and it's difficult and how am I going to survive there all yeah. alone and uh, can I actually do this at the age of 22 because I'm like 22 what did, what did you think you were too young or like too old? I felt I was too young and I felt like <laughs> let me gain some experience yeah and uh, then come to you know United States probably like when I get 27 or 28 and then I probably have great insights about industry yeah. so you know working would be easier yeah and let me be honest i'd never planned on you know uh settling down in india so i've always wanted to settle down in a foreign country adventure out yeah but i i did not think of it as you know happening so soon so i said let's do canada canada is doable yeah and she is Ca- like because of the laws or cuz like you knew people there or a little bit of both uh i felt the i for some reason i felt the laws of course but at the same time i felt you know uh, there's this a lot of openness about exploration which i'm not saying us does not have because us is literally the backbone of it's crazy though because education yeah. but what i'm trying to say is that you know i wasn't really sure what i want to pursue yeah and i just wanted to do something with business so i'm like you know uh i don't want to go to a business school in us and spend a lot of money and not know what i want to pursue mm, but then that's interesting uh, okay. so my career consultant is like why don't you go through one month of rigorous research phase and then come back to you know talk to me and then we have a conversation about what actually do you want to pursue uh-huh. and i did that so i there was a time for an entire month of september last year what i did is that while i was preparing for my entrance exams in india i actually spent like 6 hours a day just reading and researching about various fields that i could pursue my masters in and what all do i need what all uh, outputs can you generate out of that and then i you know i mean you know that from our class experience how organized and structured oh, i am yeah. <laughs> so i had like excel sheets and word documents for that and then i did my analysis and i'm like yeah so i feel like you know i've always wanted to do something with marketing which i you know even when i joined engineering i'm like i want to do marketing why am i doing engineering mm-hmm. so then i actually built up upon that and i came up with this that you know i want to do something with marketing but if we are talking about canada or united states i want to not ignore technology and mm-hmm. i do have a background in technology yeah. so let me find that one tiny piece and it's not at all tiny one piece of computer engineering that i actually felt interested in and that that is when i picked data analytics analytics so i love database management and i picked data analytics and then i'm like okay let me find out if there's a degree you know where you can actually do something with marketing 
and you can actually you know work on a lot of data yeah. and then i figured that my consultant was right and us had better exposure of learning in terms of marketing and data analytics then uh, you know canada has yeah so and of course because us has uh, all these great companies and yeah. brands and which talk a lot about you know we got tesla yeah <laughs> i mean i mean i would give it to the states that you Google. know <laughs> all the tech brands all the retail yeah, brands and, and and austin has become the the i guess like the hub you know it's the new silicon valley it is some some people are saying i don't know <laughs> i love i love how you know austin is changing and people's perception about austin is changing yeah. and how it it is now driving growth and innovation and creativity yeah. i love that idea so coming back to my point again you know for me it was like now i actually see what point she's trying to make and then i had this conversation with my parents and turns out my father had always wanted me to go to united states to oh, study he but he you. he uh, so he always it was his dreams but he never he's he's someone who's so open minded that he would just tell you you know son study whatever you want to wherever you want to i'm not going to you know push my dreams on you on y- yeah. so he was so open minded and then when i explained it to him that you know i think the career consultant actually has a point and we should also apply to united states and my dad was so happy that i actually said the word united states yeah <laughs> and uh, he's like okay we are talking and uh, then i had this conversation with my uncle who i consider as my inspiration uh so you know i actually ended up uh, talking a lot about it i did a lot of research and i ended up applying now the when we talk about ut is another different story which you know probably we'll talk about you know how did i end up at ut yeah wow so that's interesting so you 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 narrowed down your options you saw what was going to be best for you and 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 you f- I, I i think it's it's really interesting that you found something that combines both of your your passions and your strengths which is technology and you know marketing uh, how can we bring it in together because I, I i think one of the things too or well, it's funny because i wanted to do an mba as well but i felt that marketing was i, I mean i did advertisement i worked at an ad agency for a few years and um MBA was just like what everyone's doing. Like everyone's just doing MBA because it's, it's it's not generic, but but it, it is it is uh, it is something that I really wanted to do at the time because it teaches you a little bit about everything. Because if you want to run a business and you know if you have an MBA, you know the ins and outs of every department, right? So that's why I wanted to do it. But I read a book and 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 you know um, that book actually it's right there, uh, the Art of Client Services. In that book, it said that, you know, you want to be someone that specializes in this in a special area. And for me, advertising and marketing is the area that I that I specialize. But I, I can even f- dig in deeper and be like, oh, you know, I want to go CPG or, uh, you know, retail or whatever. I still haven't found that yet. I, I still want to explore more options. But I know that marketing and advertising was the way to go. After talking to a few people, uh, especially here at UT, I was like, okay, MBA might not be for me and I want to do MS, but that's really cool. Now, you you looked at your options. You said US. Let's go to let's go to US. What were the schools? What was that thought process? How did you decide? How how long did that take? I mean, tell me the heat. I mean, see, You're I was keeping say, me in suspense, brother. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's uh, you know unbox that. Let's see. So uh, you know, again, it was so much. Whenever I say uh, U.S., I was not still sure until you know February this year that I actually want to come to U.S. Oh, so February till this. I oh, was still shit. I was still thinking, should I go to U.S.? Should I go to Canada? So I went through this three months of confusion where I could not decide i had to literally write pros and cons of us and canada in my note and i was talking to a lot of people so i ended up talking to almost let's say four to five hundred people across united states and canada in all the universities that i applied to and i was still biased about you know biased towards going to canada and uh ut actually changed that but i'll tell you how it happened so matthew mcconaughey (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding okay 
A little bit of that. A little bit, okay. Okay, <laughs> so I'll say, so, you know, I, I, I stopped, literally stopped preparing for my MBA entrance exams in India. Mm. And surprisingly, it went better than last year. And okay. I got, I made it to IIM Indore, which is the fifth best uh, business school in India for okay. MBA. One of the top ones then. Yeah, so it was not easy. But my goal, I'm like, we are not going to the fourth best. We are only sticking to the top three. Mm. And then I'm like, okay, so it's decided that I want to head out of the country. Now, uh, I went through this phase and all the universities were, you know, giving me admissions. And it turned out, so I applied to eight universities in Canada and uh, I received a rejection from the one that I wanted the most, which was McGill University. And that was in Canada? Uh, it was in Canada. So uh, then I'm like, okay. And then I also received a uh, rejection from HEC Montreal, which is like the another HEC after HEC Paris, which mm. is super famous. And I wanted to study international business there. Now, I had some of the admissions in Canada, but they were not as great as the admissions that I had in U.S. Now, I'll tell you how I applied in U.S. So I, I initially applied to, in, in the month of November last year, I applied to Arizona State University. Oh. And I applied to University of pittsburgh mm -hmm. for business analytics program oh. okay and for pittsburgh i applied to a program which was a combination of business analytics and marketing science and i had to change my major three times because initially i wanted to apply for marketing uh, or maybe you know masters of management and then i mm. thought a lot about it and i'm like masters is supposed to be specific yeah so that you can put a exactly. lot of emphasis on it and you can go into the depth of concepts then i ended up with business analytics okay and i applied there in november I received the admits by December. I also ended up in the month of November, I also ended up applying to uh, two more universities. So one of which was Northeastern University in Boston for, I applied there for Masters of Science in Business Analytics. I applied there for Masters of Science in Data Analytics Engineering. And uh, you know, uh, again, one more project management degree as well. And I got into all of them. And then I applied to this college, which I thought I'll never get in. So I applied to a university called University of Maryland College Park, which is in Maryland. Mm -hmm. And it is very famous of uh, about its Robert School of Business. Uh, and I'm like, I'm not going to get into Smith School of Business. Uh, do, you, do I think that I have that profile? And surprisingly, on the 31st of December, at night, they gave me the admission. Oh, wow. I Close to New Year's. Yeah. Till Pretty this much New Year's. Yeah. yeah. Until this time. So I applied. The last application that I did what was not going to be UT. It was going to be University of Washington. But they were accepting TOEFL scores. And I had given IELTS. And then oh, okay. I asked a lot of people who I was in contact with. And I'm like, which is the next, you know, or like, let's say the best school that uh, you think is over overarching for me or you think i cannot get in but i still want to take a guess about it like and they said apply to macombs and i'm like okay the application looks so big how am i <laughs> going to make it and then i applied and without any expectations because i actually so macombs application has a video interview yeah they do and it's they, like a minute long like it's yeah. like a two minutes long video proposal yeah, there it goes. where you actually have to sell your pitch to the company or the employer mm -hmm. And uh, I'm like, how am I going to do this? I'm 22 yeah, years I, old. I, I was pretty nervous about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so after I submitted the application, and it, it actually took me one entire week to complete my application. And then I wrote SOPs and all of that. And then I was not expecting from Macombs to actually contact me back because I'm like, uh, every year, so in India, a lot from India, a lot of students come to the States and it's very, uh, you know, difficult and super competitive to actually get into the top business schools. And I'm like, no way I'm getting there. And then like the most crazy thing happened. So I had these four admissions out of all the four universities that I'd applied to by February mid. Yeah. And then I was I had deadlines coming off. Uh, deadlines for these universities were coming near and I'm like I have to pay the fees to finalize my university and I was almost going to go for one of these universities and then Macombs happened like on a random day it was like a weekday I, I vividly remember that probably it was 24th of February at night around 10 o'clock and before my parents were gonna go to the bed and I opened my uh, gmail and I see an email you've been called for an interview 
from University of Texas at Austin. Oh, and wow. I'm like, is this for real? <laughs> and I just like, so I had my room upstairs. Yeah. I literally ran downstairs and I, I showed the laptop to my parents and I'm like, can you believe this? And my parents are like, wow. And <laughs> they are like, so what now? Are you going to join that? So uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I think I said the wrong uh, date. So I got the interview for like in the first week of February. And then I got an admission on 24th of oh, February, okay. like right before two days of me finalizing another college. And then I was again in this confusion because I'm like, it is 10 months long program. I'm 22 years old. Do I actually have the cuts and the capability and the resilience to do this? Am I that you know, quick and pro and active about it. And uh, my consultant's like, Nihid, why are you delaying things? You know you've got the potential. Just do it. And yeah. the f most interesting thing about it is that I looked at a lot of other people's profile. They had like three years of work experience at consulting firms, like global consulting firms. They did not get in. And I got in out of two people from India who got in. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. So there's people that didn't didn't get to come in that you knew. Neat. <laughs> <laughs> I wish everyone could see your smile, man. That's awesome. That's really awesome. So so you got in. You're you're pumped up. You're ready to go. When like as as soon as you got that admissions letter, you're like, that's it. Like you stopped looking for other schools, or did you continue? No, that's it. That was it. It wasn't it because this is actually when the phase, uh, you know, of COVID actually, the situation got so much worse in India that mm -hmm. visa offices got closed. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, those were the worst three months, I would say, uh, you know, of my entire year. After, I, after that, everything's gotten better. But my visa appointment got cancelled and I was literally there sitting at my home and I had admissions in India, in Canada and in US. And wow. I'm like, I don't know where I'm going to study from July. And so, you know, there was a university in Canada. They're like, yeah, we think you're joining us. And there was a university in India. They gave me the admission and they're like, yeah, uh, I think you're joining us. And U.S. universities are like all, you know, enthusiastic about it and uh, holding info sessions. And they're like, yeah. okay, so I think you're going to be a longhorn. And I'm <laughs> like, so I got my visa literally two weeks before flying. And I got my visa on, like, I remember the date. It was, uh, you know, uh, I guess, let's say it was 16th of June yeah. this year. And I had a, f I, after I got my visa, I took a breath and then I booked a flight five minutes after I got the visa. Because, oh, wow. because <laughs> I had to, I knew that the program is starting on 5th of July. July. Yeah. And uh, what is the difference between those two days? 20 days. So oh my God. I had literally three weeks out of which. But by that time, did you already decide Austin or did you? Did no, you I did. Because okay, you did. when you apply for a visa in India, you have to specify you the school. university. Okay. Uh, and the most difficult part is, so I'm like, I, until that time, I did not realize that I'm actually leaving the country. And wow. I'm like, when I got my visa, I... It was such a happy moment because it was like, oh God, this finally <laughs> happened. After one year, now I know where I'm going. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, I booked my flight for 3rd of July. Yeah. Because I'm like, I have to reach there on 4th in to be able to actually end up there on 5th. And That's crazy. Uh, I just remembered because when I, I met you July 5th, uh, you were here, you got to the States on 4th of July, which is the Independence Day of our country. That There is, absolutely. That's, that's something magical there. It is. <laughs> Isn't it symbolical? I think it is. I think it is. Because I, I remember you said that and I was like, oh my God, yeah. You And and uh, uh, that's, that's pretty special. When you were, okay, so you, you, you bought your flight, you got everything. What were some of your worries to come over here? Because I, I imagine... I. I imagine you were excited, but you also didn't want to keep it like in mind. You were just figuring out how am I going to get there? When I get there, we get there. But what were some of your worries? What were some of your like? Definitely. Let me take you through two of the, you know, most uh, happening things that happened. Yeah. So because uh, I wasn't sure which university I'm going to, I uh, 
it was literally month based so had i like it's like if i get my visa in june mm. then i'm going to mccombs if i don't get my visa until september then i'm going to another us university because uh, i'm like i don't know when the visa offices are going to open because they start later right yeah, yeah. so uh, then what happened is uh, once i got my visa then i had to start looking for you know all the places that i was looking for accommodation they had run out of spaces to lease and then oh. i only had two weeks to find an apartment that i can lease and uh the it's it was literally like before coming here two weeks before that i spent an entire week like out of those two weeks i spent an entire week staying awake till four o'clock in the morning because that is how the time difference the ti- works. Uh, the time zones. So I had to talk to realtor. I had to uh, see the properties virtually and I had to come oh, up with, wow. you know, I had to sign the lease and everything. Yeah. And I ended up finding the place literally one week before coming here. Wow. So that that was like... Sounds like a lot of pain too. <laughs> yeah. So uh, like I, it, it's literally like, let me tell you how, like in words, it was like next Saturday I have a flight and this Saturday at late night i get to finally you know finalize and then uh, i i had to book two places for two different months so i had to book a separate place for july and then i had to move in and then i had to go uh-huh. to ship to another place and both of those places had a gap between them so i ha- also had to find a place to stay for an entire week yeah and then the other challenge was so i booked a united flight and uh, i'm not saying it as a consumer so if united is listening to this <laughs> please do not take this as you know like a consumer review but i think if you want to improve take it so <laughs> i would say i booked united airlines because i know that it never gets canceled yeah like it was the best out of all the options that i had from india and before one hour of me actually reaching the airport i get a notification that your united airlines flight has been delayed by 15 hours oh what and then 10 minutes after that they delayed it by more hours and they kept delaying it until I reached airport. And in the end, when I reached airport, it was like your flight has been delayed by 29 hours. And I'm like, I'm never going to make it to the orientation. And then I went in, I went to the, went to the Ahmedabad airport, which is a domestic airport. But yeah. I went to their international airport and they're like, United has canceled your PNR. So we cannot even let you go domestically from Ahmedabad to Mumbai from where I had to take my Navark flight. So the, my, so my route was, uh, Ahmedabad to Mumbai, Mumbai to Newark and Newark to Austin. So they deported me back and like they literally had to escort me out of the airport. And I hadn't actually gotten any chance to meet all of my friends because it was only two weeks and I was packing. Yeah. So there were 30 people at the airport, you know, who were there to see me off and they all saw me, you know, come <laughs> out. Getting escorted and out. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I... I had an agent book, book a flight for me. Yeah. So I was on a call with him. Should you save her? okay i'll think about it so uh then we had to find a rescheduling of a flight yeah and the united it was a saturday and united customer representative is like why don't you book a flight from uh amdabad on 5th of july and i'm like no do you understand i have to attend an orientation you have to be there yeah and i'm like uh, what am i going to do so i ended up i ended up going to their website and finding a flight which had some seats vacant and i had to reschedule three separate flights oh and i God. changed my route sitting there at Ahmedabad airport for four entire hours outside the airport and i booked a new flight and i changed my road from Ahmedabad mumbai mumbai newark and newark austin to Ahmedabad delhi delhi san francisco and san francisco, francisco austin. austin and uh, i t- i took off from Ahmedabad airport at 10 20 at night instead of taking off at you know in the evening at five Oh and God. like instead of my 30 hour flight journey it ended up being a 40 hour flight journey oh wow that's a lot of traveling man it is and then i reached austin on 4th of july which is the independence day here and i reached here at seven o'clock in the evening oh just in time for the fireworks yes <laughs> yes and then next morning the orientation was at eight o'clock in the morning so I did not get a chance to sleep. Oh my god. All that jet lag. I would say I was not jet lagged. No. Because I was so excited that oh. I did not even think about if I'm jet lagged or not. Yeah. And then, you know, so I when I was 9 years old, 
I had a little bit of idea and when anybody would ask me what is your favorite country yeah and I would say United States and they would ask why and I would say because New York and because Times Square yeah so all of those thoughts came back to me until I actually landed in San Francisco I did not realize I did not have this realization that I'm moving countries and everything's going to oh, change oh yeah, yeah so you know my mom cried at the airport my dad cried three times in the week of you know uh my flight the, yeah like when i was supposed to leave i did not cry a single time i'm like why should i cry i said i'm going to a country which speaks for marketing i'm going to a college where i couldn't even have dreamt of studying yeah and all of these dreams are coming true and i'm literally going to you know learn what i've always wanted to learn from the best professors and i'm going to meet new people which is something that i love doing i yeah. love conversing with new people you're an extrovert yeah i am <laughs> i would say that so i'm like why should i cry and i did not realize that until i landed here and things changed once you. you land yeah, here in you. the very first month wow so after i landed here i was so excited i was so happy you wouldn't see tears in my eyes you would always see me happy and sleep deprived i would say sleep deprived yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i would too man I, that that was that was quite the journey to get here mm -hmm. uh when you landed here though was it like uh would you expect it or was this your first time in the us it is okay so was it was it like what you expected well you said you had new york in your like did you picture all of the us was like that or no so then i grew up <laughs> and then I but i'll tell you honestly i i had my majority of my idea of united states got developed by the east coast because i've had you know a lot of friends and conversations yeah. with people from east coast and i had never planned on coming to the south but after i landed here and in the past two and a half months i like it here, like it here? and yeah. i feel like people are super sweet and i especially austin love yeah. it yeah no uh I, I I like Austin. I, I, you know, I grew up two, three hours away from here. I'm from Houston. Uh, uh, you got to go visit Houston sometime too, man. The food there is amazing. Well, I'm looking forward to I think, you know, I... I you, still, you have a lot of exploring to do. This is the only city, uh, you know, outside airports that I've been to. Yeah. So I have a lot to explore. Yeah. So, but, but when you got here and you walked around the first day around Austin, was it was it what you expected of America or was it completely different well like what was shocking what wasn't shocking so i'll tell you one thing before one month you know after the day i got the visa i i mentally i wasn't talking to anyone but i mentally prepared myself uh you know for the u.s yeah so it was exactly how i had expected it to be well what was that like being mean to everyone or <laughs> no no no, no 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 i'm walking here and i'm no. just kidding it's just that you know how i've always uh seen the infrastructure to be yeah uh, it's it's uh newer like well not newer it's because the country is newer mm -hmm. so like when i went to europe like or when i go to mexico sometimes too like some of the buildings are older because they've been around for so long but the u.s is such a young country it is absolutely and i feel like you know there were a lot of a lot of good experiences that i've had and i i would say i'd give some uh, i'd say a lot of credit to people in our class mm -hmm. and uh, i mean i'd like to take this opportunity to say that uh, msm is the best cohort yeah and absolutely people <laughs> in marketing are good storytellers and they're good human beings so yeah. everyone was super considerate of me shifting here and they were super helpful as well and uh, you know like so i had uh, i made a friend her name is sneha she's from our class yeah. and she actually helped me move in she actually made me feel comfortable and she helped me out about a lot of things you know uh, the typical challenges that you go through once you come to a new country mm -hmm. and then i ha i made a new friend uh, his name is marco Marco, and so yeah. there was like after july got over i had to move to my new apartment but it was a few weeks away and you know how uh, you know it's uh, tough terrible i wouldn't say terrible but i would say how a uh, hectic summer term was and during that i had to move which is something <sighs> difficult because yeah. i've never done this <laughs> without my parents <laughs> 
and I was all on my own. So he let me stay at his place for two weeks and he's like, you know, uh, think of it as your place and just, you know, uh, it's just a yeah. great, it's just a great way to actually welcome someone to your country and make someone feel welcomed. And uh, that is like, I'm super grateful for the people that, you know, I've met yeah. in our class. Yeah, no, shout out to the MSM class, shout out to Marco and Zneha. That's really nice of them. Uh, so, so now you've been here two months. Like, what, what have, uh, what are some of the differences that you have seen between America and India? Uh, not just, uh, I guess, like visual differences or mm -hmm. infrastructure differences, but like how how society is. I know you mentioned uh, us Texans are, are are friendly, friendly people. <laughs> Absolutely, I would say uh, people in Austin. Uh, I can only speak for Austin for because Austin. I've only been to Austin. Okay, <laughs> and I I've I've actually loved this idea of you know being a good listener. So people in Austin have been a good listener. They have been super helpful. Mm -hmm. And uh, I feel like they're good conversationalist. <laughs> and uh, at the same time, uh, the difference when we are talking about differences, I would say the food is different. Yeah, more options. Super different. <laughs> more options, I would say. But so I would say I'm, I come from a place in Gujarat. Like I come from a place in India, which is like mo the most blended food. So like it has more you know uh spices in it oh. and uh so personally i was so excited to try tex-mex food and texas food yeah uh, and i'm like let me try tacos let me try not try queso mm -hmm. and it is good i wouldn't say it is bad but it was it took me time to actually understand what type of food you know people prefer eating here yeah. that is one of the challenges that i've had that you know because i love indian food and i know how to cook indian food so it was very difficult for me to actually adapt to a new way of eating food and uh, people usually take takeouts and i make my own food so that was also oh, one of also my challenges yeah. because i used to wake up i still remember it in during summertime i used to wake up at six o'clock in the morning and make my own lunch and uh, i'm like uh, I had people inviting me for lunches, but the type of food that they eat is super different. And I'm like, how am I going to cope up with this? But then I did cope up with that. But at the same time, it was so much like, you know, me actually giving myself the time to, you know, see what fits with me. Mm -hmm. I would say that I still, uh, you know, because from the type of culture that I come from, I still typically prefer Indian food. Yeah. Uh, apart from food, I also saw a little bit of difference uh in terms of you know uh, how the banks works or the telecom works oh, so they're a pain aren't they <laughs> i would say yes because <laughs> it is super easy in india uh and i so i my credit card like i uh, my debit card took took 25 days to reach me and there was like cvs involved there was ups involved oh and uh every parcel you know that was supposed to reach me did not reach me and it's like everything that could have gone wrong uh, it went wrong with yeah. me <laughs> and i'm like why I f for day there were days when i'm like when is the next flight to india but i think <laughs> i was just so prepared for this and i'm like he's we have to be patient things are going to get better yeah. and it is always about the people you know, having people around who tell you that it is going to get better and yeah. it did get better. No, I, I, I don't know what banks are like that. They just make it harder on us. I think that's part of their job. It's I, part of the requirements. I mean, <laughs> had I learned supply chain a lot, I would have definitely, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of improvement in that industry. Scope <laughs> of improvement, yes. Yeah. Uh, what about like... Um, uh, I know you mentioned uh, f like food and all that, but like, what about the schools? How different are the schools? How different are like the classrooms? Because I know, you know, different places, you know, like, have uniforms. Some places don't have uniforms. I don't know. That's one of the th the ones that I thought. I get of. it. I get yeah. it. <laughs> uh, so you know, I say it's a huge change because uh, the education system in India is super different than the education system here. I loved how, you know, I really wish I could have done my undergrads here. I saw people picking courses that they want to do and, you know, making a good mixture of, you know, qualitative and quantitative courses, which is not something that I had a privilege of during my undergraduation. So it's always been super, you know, focused on one field in India every time. And then it's, you know, uh, I did computer engineering. So I've, I've wanted to take courses in psychology, but I could not. I've wanted to take courses in 
international ah. relations and i could not and i see people doing it here and i feel y- you should feel great things like if you're getting this opportunity seize it yeah. i would say it's much more open ended it's much more open minded in terms of you know what you want to explore and mm-hmm. i i just feel uh, there is a lot of emphasis on learning uh, there is an emphasis on learning in india but i think it is super uh you know focused on scoring getting a good grade and uh, let me be honest it is i i think you know some of the typical parents also always end up making it all about grades yeah. which is not the mindset you should have while you're learning so i feel there is much more openness about you know uh learning mm-hmm. and uh also exploring a lot of fields and getting you know used to or getting uh fe- having this feeling of you know feel welcomed yeah. about exploring something that is how i would describe it in the us wow wow uh okay so uh one more question on on the topic uh mm-hmm. do you see yourself uh living in austin or in the us uh after college i mean yeah absolutely i mean uh what is not there to like <laughs> and uh austin it's a yes i i i don't think i mean uh Austin has given me one chance to, you know, actually feel bad about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, when we talk about those customers who are not happy with a brand, <laughs> I think Austin has a great brand. They have a great br- they have a great brand image, uh, a yeah. good value proposition. I'm a happy <laughs> customer of Austin as a brand. Awesome. That's good stuff, man. That's good stuff. All right, Nihi. Well, let's move on to the next portion of the podcast, what I like to call the close out Q&A. Mm-hmm. These are five questions that I asked all my guests on the show. You can interpret it uh, to to however you want to. Take mm-hmm. it however you want and there's no right or wrong. We just kind of want to know what you're thinking. Uh, so these are the five questions. So I'll go with the first one. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received and why? I would say, uh, I mean, there are a few but uh one of the best piece of advice that i've gotten is whenever you think you know something like whenever you look at something that looks super challenging super bizarre super weird awkward difficult and you know you feel this is impossible and you you feel like you know if i jump i'll actually drown into the water always do that mm just go for the deep end yeah and you know it's it's always about and i even when i look back at my experiences and all the conversations that i've had this is one piece of advice that i feel you know has actually impacted my life decisions a lot mm-hmm. so i would say always challenge yourself go out of your comfort zone it is not easy it does get rough but it is worth it because well, because we've only got one chance at it it explains why you like to it explains why you like change you mentioned earlier that you love change <laughs> i do uh all right if you can uh grab a drink with anyone in the world past or present uh who would it be and why so i would say trevor noah oh trevor noah i do follow him and yeah. uh you know the content that he creates and i've i actually know that there is a book uh you know on trevor noah uh-huh. which i've had a little bit of chance to review and i think he has you know such a unique life story uh-huh. and the type of humor that he has and the type of you know the quality of content that he brings into a conversation mm-hmm. while talking about us <laughs> politics or world politics or social issues which is something that i is, is you know also of a great interest to me yeah i feel like you know having that conversation with him it'll be yeah yeah it'll be like you some good discussions there yeah all right uh okay so number 3 is uh what's your favorite place of all the places that you traveled and why Okay. Uh I I hope that it changes mm-hmm. but no city has ever actually been capable of changing it till now and uh, I love uh and I I think a lot of uh, people here mm-hmm. in the states would have 
idea of india by the by that city it's called mumbai mumbai so i i love mumbai and i love the culture that mumbai has the people that you know it has mm-hmm. and uh, like i've been to mumbai so many times uh, apparently my best friend is also from mumbai oh. and uh, you know i always end up going to new cafes exploring new places in mumbai mm-hmm. and uh, for some some reason anywhere i go in the entire world i've been to dubai i've been to singapore i've been to you know m- most uh, peculiar or let's say most uh, been mexico unexplored uh, uh, parts of uh, india uh-huh. but every time i go anywhere mumbai is Mumbai's always on the top of it. it just makes me feel great about my existence wow i need to look it up i i i think i've uh, seen a little bit of it i I watched a few episodes on Netflix with uh, Aziz Ansari on uh, mm-hmm. on India. I know they they, they uh, uh, there's a show called uh, I think They talk about Indian food, and so they go over there and and uh, they go to a few cities. I think I, I want to say Mumbai was one of them. I could be wrong, but overall, in general, like I know India is so big. I know there's different uh, nuances that separate the country that each state, I guess, and city has that 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 make them different you know that separate them yeah and i i guess you know one, one of the things that you know mumbai has to offer it's like mumbai is so inclusive mumbai is so creative uh, in terms of the innovation that it brings mm-hmm. uh, when i talk about cities in india it is super crowded but at the same time it is like so caring in yeah. terms of like you can actually uh you know go out at two o'clock at night and you would find great food and uh Oof, you know you would, feel, <laughs> you would feel safe at all like yeah. you would always feel safe in mumbai which is another thing that i love about that city because not you know in the world there are not a lot of places where you can actually go out at two o'clock at night and you know do what you want have you uh have you been to mexico yet no you should explore it now that you're on this side of the of the world i mean i'd love to it's fun. It's a good time. I, I, you'll love the food there. It's it's different than than the food here than Tex Mex. Uh huh. But uh, it's really good. It's really good. I know. Uh, is is the food the Indian food here a little different? Sorry, we just got on the topic of food and I got hungry. <laughs> but but uh, is it because like Mexican food here in the in the states uh, is different than the Mexican food in, in Mexico? Is is it is that the case for for Indian food? Are there some spices that that you can't access here or? Oh, so I I would say I would take this opportunity to say to all my friends in US and anyone who's listening to this podcast, don't uh, directly you know believe in the Indian food that you're getting here. It may not represent the actual culture or the food that India has to offer. Mm. If you actually want Indian food, I would invite you all to come visit India. Okay. Like uh you should actually you should definitely go to Gurgaon, Delhi, Mumbai, Punjab, Gujarat of course. It's so close to my heart. We should go to Bangalore. You should try going to the northeast. You should try going to Kerala and uh, you know, I mean yeah. Indore and uh, probably Hyderabad if you like biryani. and uh there are a lot of other places i would say uh, never come back from india uh if you take a trip and you don't get to go to rajasthan because rajasthan has its own culture and then wow. kashmir has its own culture so i would it's say you need to plan a longer trip when you come to india you cannot spend a week in india and come back yeah it's it's uh it's pretty big from what i've seen I mean from what I, well, well from what I've tried to learn cuz cuz like I said it's really interesting uh and and just getting to know that culture it's 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 massive. All right. Uh so let's go to this next question here. Uh what has been your favorite item that you have bought this year? Uh I would say uh I mean uh, that's like you know I mean I'm still thinking about it because there are multiple things uh but I would still say you know the, there's like this entire album where you could uh, you know put the pictures and I've never been an album person. Well, oh, really like a scrapbook or Yeah, it's oh, like okay. you can actually put pictures so before two days of me leaving India 
I actually asked my mom if she wouldn't, you know, mind uh, getting that for me. And uh, we also got some of the pictures printed. Oh. And now I have that with me. So some Polaroids or uh, yeah, like, kind of. Yeah. So I that is that is the one thing that you know, like it makes me feel so personal and emotional about it. That's why I like it. Other than that, I would say I always end up buying a lot of books. Books, big book guy. Yes. <laughs> well, that's awesome because the next question is, uh, what book, movie, podcast have you read, heard, seen recently? Would you recommend it and why? Sure. So uh, I would say one in each category. All right. So I, I read this book, which is called Pandemonium. It's oh. by Piyush Pandey, which actually developed a lot of my perspective about marketing and advertising. Mm -hmm. And so Piyush Pandey has been the director of Ogilvy India. And Ogilvy is a very big worldwide brand name in advertising. Yeah, Ogilvy and Mathers. Yeah. So Ogilvy, uh, I got to, you know, read about his life. His journey. He's a crazy man. No. And well, uh, his, his, it's, it's not crazy like lunatic, but like his, like... His, his life and the legacy that he left in our industry is... Yeah, and you know, so Piyush Pandey's story is super, you know, uh, connecting to the India's culture. Uh -huh. And then, you know, he takes this story. Like, I'm a fan of good stories. So he ended, ends up from a, like, from a really small background to ends up becoming something so huge. And he's like a person who replicates... I wouldn't say replicates. He's like, he stands for creativity. Mm. And the stories from, you know, rural and urban India that he's brought in the advertising world of India mm. is something that, you know, widened my horizons, you know, many folds every time I think of, you know, that book again. <laughs> and that just got me so much more interested in the field. And uh, I mean, I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, podcast or movie? Okay. So I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say I haven't watched movies in a long time. But no? I after I came to the U.S. and I had a lot of conversations about what type of content uh, people stream on Netflix uh, here, and I had a conversation with uh, a lot of people from my class, and everyone uh, was literally exclaimed, you know, with surprise when I told them that I've not watched New Girl, and really? they're like. Uh, are you kidding? Are you serious? You haven't I've watched Yoga yet? I've never seen it. Yeah, and they are like, Nihit, I don't really care how much time do you get to sleep. You have to watch this. Oh, wow. <laughs> so the next day, I started watching it. And I'm still watching it because it is not like 10 episodes. It's like seven seasons. Sheesh. And uh, I like it so much. Yeah. So I would recommend, you know, if you're... Studying at Macombs and you have a lot of work to do <laughs> and you are like studying for 16 hours a day and doing product assignments and uh, you're doing some marketing <laughs> analytics. I would recommend that you get this 30 minutes in your day where you can actually relax and watch something funny. And uh, when I talk about podcast, it's again about advertising. So this uh, person, his podcast is called Advertising is Dead. Oh, I actually heard of that one. Yeah. So his name is Warun Dugirala. Uh -huh. And uh, he is the content chief at The Glitch, which is a very famous advertising agency in Mumbai. And hmm. uh, which is the one I would have been working at had I not come to the States. So I had a really great conversation with Warun Dugirala. I oh, got so you met him? Uh, I talked with him probably, like you know, virtually. Virtu and oh, I got okay. this opportunity wow. to actually talk to him about advertising and the work that he's done. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think I'm a fan of his work and his life story as well. And I would recommend anyone and everyone who's interested in advertising, marketing or storytelling, especially. Story yeah. Do listen to his podcast. Wow. Awesome. Um I was gonna ask you. I know you said you don't like um, you don't watch a lot of movies or anything, but uh, this is gonna be your first Halloween in the states. Oh yes. Are you excited for that? Because people here go nuts for Halloween. I mean, you don't even know what you're gonna get into. <laughs> the, the only the only idea of Halloween that I've developed is uh, from the American TV series that i've seen yeah so i don't know when things get real it's gonna get real it's gonna get real like in in a week maybe 
And okay. Actually, maybe like four days, people are just going to start getting spooky season all around. There's going to be people watching scary stuff. Okay. I You're, mean, yeah, I have a, I'm a friend of someone who loves scary movies. Yeah. So let's see how that turns out. I'm super excited about it because I said yeah. I love change. This is also going to be a change in culture. Yeah. So no, no, it's, I'm it's, excited. Yeah, no, you should be, man. It's, it's, it's really fun. Uh, I'm not a big scary movie guy. I, 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 Neither am I. I do like Hubie Halloween on Netflix. Are, are you familiar with Adam Sandler? I am not. Okay. Adam Sandler, big. You know, you've seen his stuff. I'm sure you have. He's a big, big guy. But he, he, he did a Halloween movie last year, premiered last year. And one of the things, I don't, I don't know about you, but one of the things that I like is the sceneries in movies or, and stuff. I really appreciate, uh, you know, the background and all that. Hubie Halloween has, it's, it was filmed in Massachusetts, I think. So you actually see the change of seasons there. And uh, they, they filmed it, I, I'm assuming they filmed it in, in, in Boston or somewhere up there. Mm-hmm. In, in Salem, I think. Uh, but you should watch that one. It's, it's not that scary, but it's, it's, it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. Uh, Adam Sandler does wacky movies. That's one uh, wacky movie. I mean, but. okay, so I'm going to just add that to my Google calendar for this Sunday, maybe. Yeah. You're gonna be. You're gonna get invited to so many movie. Uh, this, I mean, Halloween's gonna be great for you, man. I'm, I'm excited for you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm just hoping. I'm scarily excited for it now. You should. You should have someone take you to a haunted house. I mean, uh, <laughs> if Austin has a haunted house, that's where we are going. Yeah, I think there's gonna. Ah, uh, there'll be there'll be some around. There'll be some around. Uh, but Nahi, that concludes the podcast. Thank you so much for coming over. I really had a great time, great chat. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. This was uh, so much fun. And, uh, you know, it's always uh, lovely talking to you and discussing about things. And, you know, I am really happy that I did this. Uh, If anyone also, you know, if you love listening to podcasts, feel free to listen to Not A Podcast with Nihit Parekh. And uh, I mean, let me know your feedback on that. Yeah, I'll, I'll, ta- I'll, tag, uh, I'll tag you on the post and, and your podcast too so that you uh, get more listeners. Uh, but th- again, thank you so much. That's a wrap from us. Thank you. <laughs>